Welcome inside the Legends Lounge, where baseball VIPs are hanging out and talking about their life in the game. Hey, this one's special. Oh, my family, most of them at least, growing up Mets fans, huge Milky Wilson fans, full of personality, part of the best moments in franchise history. And even after the game, you learn a lot from him. I mean, he was a trucker for years. I mean, what? Yeah, You're like, Mookie Wilson was a trucker. He loves it. It's and loved like, it. Yeah. It's like for yeah. some people, it's a hobby almost too, as much of, of as it was a job where it's, say, hey, I'm going to go paint. I'm going to go whatever, hang out on the beach. For him, it's like, I'm going to go cruise across the country as a trucker. Yeah. You know, and I've told you stories of, of me coming over Cuba and growing up mostly in Miami, but having so many family members uh, in Manhattan. And, uh, so coming over every, you know, every week, uh, I mean, for a couple of weeks, every summer, and you know, that I'm, I was a Yankee fan out of the womb, but, but I love going to Met games too. So I can, I can kind of relate with you as far as the lore that Mookie Wilson, when you say the name Mookie, Wilson, I don't even think you have to say Wilson. If you just say Mookie to anybody that's a Met fan in the United States of America, especially in New York, Queens, you know, in those boroughs that that love them, um, you, you, not only just the play, and we look forward to, you know, to hearing and talking about the infamous Billy Buckner play in game six, but everything else that he did, Scotty, and, and he represents, you know, he was just a solid blue-collar worker, and um, I'm looking forward to hearing his story um, and and uh, how well he is represented being, you know, he played for other teams, obviously. We're going to talk about that, Toronto and a couple others, but but there's no doubt that uh, there's a soft spot in the Mets lore for Mookie Wilson. Let's bring him in to the lounge. Twelve-year big leaguer stepping into the lounge, part of that flashy, tough, gritty nineteen eighty-six World Series champion Mets club. He hit that ball that went through Buckner's legs. You might have heard of it or <laughs> seen it. He was also inducted into the Mets Hall of Fame in nineteen ninety-six. Career two seventy-four hitter, over three hundred stolen bags, and he's super active in the business world, which we'll get into. You know, we love talking about that here. Mookie Wilson stepping into the lounge. In Mookie, the lounge. great to see you. How's life, my friend? Man, it's good to see you guys, and life is good. I mean, um, no, no one's as good as I do. <laughs> That's awesome, Mookie. It's, it, right. dude, I'm I'm, it's scary because you know it's got to end at some point, but it's just, it's just unbelievable. Great life, well, man. I have hey, hey, when it does end, then, then you know, hopefully, be, you know, not hopefully, you will be called the glory, and it'll be even better. It's the other game that we got, yeah, we're waiting for. So this is uh, great to see your face, you know. Um uh, you're you're kind of a living legend. This this is the Legends Lounge, but definitely in the lore of New York sports, uh, you're one of those uh, you know stalwart names and and players and athletes. So uh, you know that, uh, and I know you feel that you've been blessed for that. But uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, right off the bat, man, I, you know I want to start with um back in the day man you're you're in south carolina i'm assuming you're you're in your gamecockville over there in columbia yeah i'm in i'm in south carolina columbia i'm in a little town right about oh i'd say 15 miles from the car from the, from the campus actually right um i'm living i you know hey i'm just trying to stay out of people's way you know but it's, it's been <laughs> really really good 
But uh, listen, man, I do want to go and, yeah. and go back to the beginning uh, of your of, okay, definitely of, of the roots of South Carolina and and you, you know, the early days and, and growing up in that, you know, in your beloved, the beloved area of yours in South Carolina. And tell us a little bit about, you know, Mookie Wilson back in the day. Well, you know, um, it, it's when I start telling people about the area and the time, the era that I grew up in, they look at me like I've lost my mind, like some some foreign language or anything. And um, see, I came up, I'm six to seven years old. All right. And I was right in the middle of the, the civil rights movement and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. man. You know, um, I was right in the middle when um, people weren't allowing us to go into hotels, restaurants and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and when I start telling my nieces and nephews and people in general about it, they look at me like, no way. That's, that, that can't be. I'm saying we're talking 70s here now. We're talking early mid-70s. And this, this is the kind of stuff I grew up in. And it was a, a, a time of chaos. It really was. It was a lot, a lot of chaos, um, a lot of mistrust. Um, and, you know, you, you, it was all about survival. It was all about survival. Um, then I got in baseball and then I thought things would be different and it was to a degree, but then that ugly head started rising and coming up, you know, you know, I, mm -hmm. um, you start understanding. Um, see, I was the university of South Carolina. I was the first African-American to play baseball at university of South Carolina. The very first, you know, wow. And, I did not know that. Yes. I was the very first. So, um, and now we're talking, you know, 76, 77, man. In the South. In the South, you know. Uh, I would go to ballparks, and I'll be the only dark-skinned person in the whole, <laughs> in the whole stadium, you know. And some of the, the, the language, I've been called everything but Mookie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a curious name, but you were called okay. some other curious names. I was just called some really other things. And, uh, um, and, I survived. I had great teammates um, who um, was just, you know, Ed Lynch, by the way, Random March. You know, you know Random March. You know those yes. guys. Um, I had good teammates, man, and they were very supportive. I had a coach, Joan Reigns, who was an old catcher for the Phillies years back. And um, many times he wanted to take me out of ball games because it got kind of rough, you know. Right. Um, but I never came out of ball game. Um, but that's a whole new story, but this is how did you say. I, I apologize. Did you say Ed Lynch? Ed Lynch was the teammate of mine. Yeah, Ed Lynch, Ed, Ed Lynch went to my high school, oh, Miami okay. Columbus High. All yeah. right, all right. Ed Lynch, Ed Lynch is one of our glory players in, right. in that high school, man. And uh, I thought you said Ed Lynch because yeah. I know what a good human being that man is. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm not surprised he supported you. Yeah, he went to Carolina on basketball. Yes. And he ended up Playing base. Uh, exactly. Yeah. He was like yeah. a big six foot six pitcher. Yeah. And he yeah. went on a basketball scholarship, but yeah. obviously he could he could pitch a little bit because he was pretty yeah, he could damn pitch good. Pitch a little bit, but he, you know <laughs> that's all that he's slow as my last. He can't move at all. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> I'll be sure to tell him that when I see him at yeah. a, an alumni <laughs> thing. Yeah, but I was just with him uh, a couple weeks ago, so he knows. Oh you my know, god, that is dear awesome. friend, a, a dear dear friend. But anyway, I came up with, through that um, and being drafted. I you know um, it was. Odd because I was raised in a family of, of 12, um, seven boys, uh, and um, I defeated every statistic made. I was made large family in the South, 
and black. And I made it New York. Mm. And that's a long story short. And so, man, I, I, I've been blessed. I've had people, I've been associated with people who were caring people. And they really um, helped me through all the trials and difficulties I'm going through. Um, and I can't say enough about my father who was, um, who came up when it really was tough. He's supporting a, a family of 12 on <laughs> 25 bucks a week. <laughs> Go figure that, huh? Wow. You can't buy a pair of shoes down for $25, you know. But um, I, I learned a lot. And, and baseball actually helped me a lot because I got to uh, be with a lot of people, different cultures. Um, my dear friends, and I, I bring this up because my dear friends, I don't know if you remember uh gentleman Paco Perez, you know, from Puerto Rico. No. Uh, well, uh, he was, the best, the, play, man. He was the best man at my wedding. Okay. Played uh, with the Mets? Yeah, he was the Mets Miley sister. Never made it to the big leagues. Uh, okay, okay. No, but, I did not know him. Well, you know, well, you know this guy, Junior Ortiz. I know you know Junior oh, Ortiz. Oh, yeah, Junior. Junior I, played, Ortiz. I played with Junior. I played with yeah. Junior with, with the Pirates. Yeah, and I'm sure you remember um, Okendo. Yes, Jose yeah. is a phenomenal human being. Phenomenal human being. Um, God, you know, godparents to my kids and the way oh, the godparents wow. is there. Uh, so I've met some really, really good, really, really Before good we move people. on on that, I want to yeah. ask you, because, you know, yeah, uh, I'm a little younger than you, but you know, I definitely, you know, you were already yeah. kind of getting already done and set up by the time that I was signing. Yeah. Um, but having signed with the Yankees and getting the big league camp early on as a you know 19, yeah. 20 year old, just kind of tasting it. I, I would imagine in that era, which there was a lot more black players then, yes. by the way, mm -hmm. that later on migrated into heavier into football. They were always into basketball then, but not as yeah. much into football. And then they went to football. But was how were your relationship like with the crosstown with Willie Randolph, you know, Willow and Dave oh. Winfield and the black <laughs> players on the Yankee teams? Because, you know, they had some prominent black players, too. Did you guys cross paths a little bit? There wasn't a subway series, obviously, no. interleague. But was there any interaction between the, the, the black players on either team? The only time that we actually associated was they had what they called back then the mayor trophy game. In, right. in New York, you remember that game? Yep. And um, and we see him in spring training on occasion. Um, I we got to actually interact during the off season when we start doing benefits and the functions and stuff of that nature. Um, Willie Randolph and I became really, really good friends over the years. Really yeah. good friends, you know. Good man. So you know, you meet those people, uh, Roy White and all the guy, you know, you know. So yeah, so yeah, we we didn't um. Actually, you know, interact a lot during the season, but during the off season, we got to see each other quite a bit. I want to take you back for a moment, Mookie, back to the South Carolina conversation, just because uh -huh. I want to. I'm going through the bio. I just want to make sure that I don't miss a great story. You signed yeah. to play at South Carolina State, and then they were like, yes. uh, "We're turning the lights off, Mookie. So <laughs> yeah. you got to go somewhere else." How was that experience? I tell you, when you're in South Carolina and you're a young African-American, going to South Carolina State was like, the, that was the, man, that was it, man. You, We going to see the booth. Hey, we going to South Carolina State. All, all we do was say, say state. We going to state, man. Everybody wanted to go to state. And I had um, two cousins that played baseball at South Carolina State. And um, when they offered me a scholarship to play baseball at South Carolina State, that's right around the corner from home, man. I was like, I was in heaven, man. And then huh. the bottom fell out, man. They thought we got to drop. What happened? Up. Well, they came up with that. What's it? Uh, Title Nine. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so they had to drop some sports in order to accommodate, um, you know, the other sport that the funding and all that. Sports. Yeah. Yeah. And so they dropped baseball. Um, and I say, man, but the funny thing about it, they were still going to honor the scholarship. They still were going to let me go to school, but I wasn't going to school for a couple of baseball. What, what, what good was that? That was no right. fun in that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you jumped, you yeah. jumped over, you yeah, jumped yeah. over to the Gamecocks. You know, so people say, well, it's all about the education. Don't let anybody fool you, man. It ain't about the education. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, exactly. it's, that's why they, it's a student athlete. You want to be yes. a student athlete. Yes. Not go. just not you just know. a student. No, no, yeah, no. Well, I think with me, it was an athlete student. Like an athlete first. All right. Hey, you're not the first one to say no, that. Trust no, me. Especially all, nowadays. It's like no, real buddy. talk. Let's just say what it is. You know, yeah, yeah, that, but, that's true. But anyway, um, when they dropped the baseball program, I was kind of left out in the cold. And I had a dear friend whose name um his he was the judge, the Supreme Court judge of South Carolina. And he was Judge Julius B. Ness. That sounds like okay. the South right there. Yes, it was. Good. <laughs> and um, he was a good friend. Um, I played Legion ball uh, with his son. And um, he actually drove me to Spartanburg Junior College to enroll. And a matter of fact, I met him. Uh, he told me to come to his office, which is courthouse. So I went and having court. He was having court. And when I walked in, he told me to come and sit by him at, on the bench. So I went up there. I don't know. You know, and he adjourned court and we jumped in his car. It's a Thunderbird, man. A big old Thunderbird. Never been in one in my life. It was a big old Thunderbird. And we drove to Spottenburg and I enrolled right then and there. And um, he helped me get, you know, the grants and stuff that I need to go to school because Spottenburg Junior College, they don't have scholarships, by the way. And um, I went to Spottenburg Junior College. It cost me absolutely nothing. Um, and it be, he was, I give him a lot of credit. Um, for that, but anyway, um, and that's my baseball career really, really, really started. You know, in that moment, I mean, I was good high school player, good Legion player, but there were no. Let's say they don't knock down your doors. You know, after American ball players to go scholarships in big schools. You know, yeah, right. like that. that just don't happen. As a matter of fact, um, he went to the the coach of South Carolina, um, and asked the coach to come watch me play, um, and the coach say I couldn't. He couldn't use me. wasn't wasn't good enough. Oh my! Yes, Uh really? yes, yeah. Wow. That's you know, yeah. When this coach how it works out, two years later, after my junior college year, and the coach left, guess who gave me a scholarship? <laughs> University of South Carolina. <laughs> Thank goodness. So, that's when uh, that's when Bobby Richardson was over there, and, and yeah, Bobby uh, and was gone. Yeah, Bobby left. He, he, Bobby, Bobby left. Oh, Bobby left, and then I didn't. Yeah, I didn't play under Bobby Richardson. Nope. Oh, you didn't play under Bobby Richardson. You play on the nope. next tenure. Good. Yeah. I mean, finally somebody saw the the, the talent yeah. for what it was, not not yeah. the skin color, but but the talent. Um yeah. speaking of talent, you're always, I'm assuming, fast and speedy. Uh yeah. were the other sports that you played too? I mean, were, did you do track and field? Did you play any, you know, football, basketball? Let me let me stop you about track and field. I hate right. running, okay. I ain't ah, okay. Time out. Time out. I'm going to call no. 20, a 20 second time out on you right now. Hold on a second. Seriously. Seriously. As running fast as not, you were? Yeah. I, running was not something I enjoyed doing. Okay. I did, okay. I've never, that is news. I've never, ran a, I've never run a mile in my life. <laughs> to this day, I have not run a mile, and I will not run a mile. I figured the first I had to run was 90 feet. 
You know, so I, <laughs> a couple so, a couple left turns, and that's about yeah, it. A couple I mean, left turns, yeah. You know, I and I I just think that running was it was just kind of productive for what I what I wanted to do. You know, um, I was I was asked to run track. I was asked to play basketball. I was asked to play football. Begged to play football. I bet. But, but those sports didn't they didn't give me any joy. I I just didn't enjoy playing those sports. I mean, I just you know, let's. I'm just being honest. I'm right. not running about in the field, so it wasn't no fun in that. There was no <laughs> challenge in. It. That's funny, Scotty. That is <laughs> really know, good. He's like just saying, I can outrun everybody. Don't I don't even need to bother with it. I don't. I just don't. Uh, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the right I'm sport for it. Then, yeah. You know? Let me give you a short burst all day. But yeah. Oh man, I do that all day long. You know, but baseball was a challenge to me. It was a. It was a challenge because one on one, no matter what you do, you know, you know, one you play, but yeah. you know how it is, man. You out there by yeah. yourself, man. No one can help you do anything. Right. You know. You know, and it's more of a thinking man's game than people give it credit. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And and yeah. the one on one, you oh. know, almost tennis match of a serve and oh. volley type situation between hitter and pitcher. You know it, man. Uh, was dramatic, man. Dramatic. Yeah. I, I, if, if you didn't appreciate that, yeah. then you didn't belong in a baseball field because no. there, there, no. there was a lot of there was a lot yeah. of math, science, physicality, oh. and thinking yeah. to it. You know. I mean, Mookie, real quick. I mean, just stepping out. People don't realize if you could take us through an at bat, you know, like just the, all the what's going on in your head in between yes. every pitch. Every I pitch. don't think people realize the the yeah. the nuance and the beauty of that chess game. And I, I'll, I'll tell you, um, just jump ahead. You know, I love playing baseball. I love the offensive part of it. But man, you talking about getting the juice of Florida? I love running the bases, man. Yeah, because because. I could put on a show. Right. You yes, know, you could, I could sir. put on a show, man. Now, that, that was my thrill. If baseball was a point where I could have been the designated base runner, I would have taken a job. Right. I would have taken a job in a heartbeat because right. I really enjoyed that point. I didn't really, I didn't work on my hitting. I should have been a better hitter. I just you didn't were pretty work on it. You were a damn good hitter, man. You I'm said so, it, what, 275? You know, I, I, I could have been a lot better. Like, okay. I could have been a lot better. And a switch I, hitter, I, too. I, I I didn't take it as serious as I did base running. Mm. I, I really didn't. Well, you mastered that, I'll tell you. And yeah. and it it also converted to your coaching days. So I wanted to ask you about because yeah. my family was big Mets fans, and you know everyone loved hearing hey, when they would announce the coaches at the beginning of the year. Obviously, yeah. given the history with the team, but you're talking a lot about you know people that helped you get to where you are. Did you really embrace and love? the coaching game for, cause you were, you were coach for a long time, you know, and, yes. and a lot with the Mets, of course. Um, so did you, did you embrace and really love that part of it to give back and, and what was your style? Initially, I didn't think that I would, I didn't think that I would ever coach because I saw some of the coaching is hard and I didn't, I couldn't see myself doing that. But once I have Nevitation and Joe McLevain got me, the coach. I don't know if you guys remember Joe McLevain. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he stopped me going up the stairway in Shea Stadium one day and said, I want you to coach. I want you on the baseball field. Because I was doing a little PR work for the Mets. And he stopped me in the stairway, walking up the stairs. And he said, I want you to coach. I said, well, I have a job. He said, well, we pay for both of them. Coaching mm -hmm. and doing the PR. Right. I said, okay, well, cool. I didn't turn down the money at the time. Come on. I, mean, I wasn't turning that down. But anyway, right. and that what got me started. And once I got into it, it 
I never thought I would enjoy coaching as much as I did. Watching kids get better from year to year, sometimes from week to week. You know, simple little simple things. And the list of kids talk baseball who knows absolutely nothing. <laughs> when I say nothing, they no, they rely mainly on their physical abilities. And you know, right. physical ability only gets you so far. They get you in the door, correct? They will get you to the top. You know, you know. And um, I was able to talk with kids. That, you know, I wasn't a hitting coach, but I talked to kids about hitting. I talked to kids mainly about the playing outfield and about base running. And uh, as a matter of fact. One of one of the main things I tell kids about outfield play, I say, listen, don't look make that ESPN super play that just happens by itself. What you are, you damage control. When mm. a man has balled to you, the pitcher made a mistake. He didn't want that to be done. So it's not your job. It's to limit the damage. Mm. And you know, and I refuse to have kids die for baseball. No player I ever coached died for baseball while I was coaching. I don't want you diving for baseball, you know, stay on your feet, you know, you right. kept a lot of guys healthy then with, without anyone even knowing it, you know what I'm saying? I, I can honestly say I did not lose a kid diving for balls. I did not lose a kid with a bad arm because I understood the throwing part of it and how um, I was injured, just overthrowing, throwing too much, throwing right. too much and the improperly, um, you know, and, you, you know, you, you have to be able to tell kids what they do and, and how it's done. And I had proof. I mean, right after my coaching days, I was able to take infield with them. So they appreciated that. And, and you know, it's interesting you say about the diving. And I know what you're saying. And, and beyond the injury part and knowing you, like I know you also, yeah. it's positioning. So if, yes. you, if you position yourself properly, oh, yeah. then... And you and you've learned and you're reading the hitter and your own pitcher and how the defense is playing, then you should be in the right spot that most of the plays do not warrant diving. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, well, what it is is that you have to read hitters, know who your pitcher is, and have an idea what this pitcher likes to do it, what counts. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. I know yeah. this man right here, I know he wants to get guys out with a certain pitch. Okay, I'm gonna play that pitch. Now, right. if he misses spot, that's his bad. Right. <laughs> that's his or bad. a little blooper or something. Yeah, you, know. you can't. Yeah, you, you can't, can't stop you can't, that. You can't control no. that. Hey, I want to stay on this base running before yeah. we move, and Scotty maybe yeah. takes you on the on a, a yellow brick road into yeah. that great 1986. But you know, you you hit on a couple of things that I definitely wanted to to mm. ask you because you were such a ba great base running coach. And not just, you know, not just base stealing because you were yeah. a phenomenal base dealer. So you, I'm sure you had a lot of young kids that you worked yeah. with, uh, uh, including uh, Vince back in the day, probably. You had Vince Coleman yeah. when he was with the Mets uh, yeah. and, a, and, a, and a number of other guys. What is going on? Well, how do you see the game now? I mean, base running, stealing has definitely been dumbed down. But more mm -hmm. importantly, how do you see base running on, on a whole? Base running right now is probably at the poorest level you've ever seen, ever in baseball and in my lifetime in the in the in the game. Um, th there is more station to station ball right now. They don't good base running creates offense, mm. and I don't think that they they think that all once you hit a baseball they think that well I got my hit that's that's it. No, your offense just starts once you get on base, and I I don't think that people look at it that way. Um, 
good base runners want to make the next guy's job better, easier. My job was to make the guy behind me job easier. That's that was my job. Right. My job was not just to get on first base. That's why, and I, you know, I, I argue with people. They say, "Well, this guy is a great leadoff hitter because he got a 400 on base percentage." Yeah, but he dies on first base. So big deal, <laughs> big deal. You know, I want someone who's going to get me to the next base without that base hit or, you know, um, or wild pitch or or, or whatever. You got to be able to take the extra base. You have to, even if you don't steal the bases, reading balls to the outfield. Taking the extra base, understanding pitchers, and if, if you are a base dealer, you know, it's just something that they don't do. Now, I will say this base running right now, poor base running is a product of the environment of baseball right now. Right. Now, this is the product of it because that is not, there's no value in it anymore. There's no value. The value now is launch angle. Bad speed, extra velocity. This is where the value is now. It's not in the base running part of it. So guys are saying, uh, you know, hey, why should I risk being injured when I'm not, it's not going to add to my value as a ball player? And it really don't. Mm. They don't go and find guys like me anymore. How many guys in the game right now you can say are base burners or runners? Very few. How many? I mean, we had a, we had one we had one on our show recently in D Gordon, yeah, uh, and yes, uh, Scotty B. I mean, you know, hit me because I mean, I know you're doing a lot of obviously Trey games. Turner. You Trey know, Turner is legit. Um, is legit. Here's but, my thing, okay, yeah. more so than because we get into this obviously with the former players sometimes yeah. on on the you yeah. know what's being valued, but my yeah. where I think there's actually the difference, Mookie, in the base running is that. I notice a lot of players who come up to the league and they might be a little yeah. more aggressive when they start. And that includes how they play in the outfield too. And then it kind of calms down a little, yeah. whether they got hurt or they're approaching free agency. So uh -huh. I, I do think, right. And they get older then eventually, right? Like I think the cycle is strange where I think there's just as much talented players just from observing the game. Hey, how did this guy get hurt? Oh, he got hurt running the bases, right? So uh -huh. if I want to get paid, for, obviously, yeah, there's a conversation to be had about your hitting profile, but I do think that there is tepidation, right, with players yeah. once they either, you know, are approaching a free agent mark or they've gotten hurt a lot. Like, there are guys that you, I mean, you, because, yes, we're not seeing 60, 70, 80 bags regularly or anything, but even, like, there's guys, I, I think of, like, George Springer, right? And then he's dealt yeah. with a lot of injuries. Yeah. Like, I bet, and, and Mike Trout, if Mike I look at their- Mike Trout, the epitome. Yeah, those guys, those both of those guys could could steal a bag left and right. Altuve, like I'll do it while we're talking. Yes. Here. I'll look at those three, for example, and I bet you mm -hmm. that none of those guys stole, you know, much in the last few years versus their their first few years. Well, they and shut like those guys down. are slow. They're still fast. They, they, they yeah. literally they just shut don't down. make it part of their game because they're so valuable on the field. I'm not saying it's the right thing. It's just you do get hurt running bases, right? More than you would if you don't try and steal a bag. Like all it takes is one guy stepping up on your hand to ruin your yeah. season. But that's true. But that's like I said, the base running right now, the this status of base running is a product of right. the environment of baseball right, right. now. And you say yep. the guy say, "Hey, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't get paid the bases. I might get hurt. Okay, so I'm not going to even try anymore." And you've got guys who, look, I've been coaching minor leagues, okay? I've been a player development. 
as to where they talk about base running a little bit, it's hard to find them actually practicing base running. It's right. hard. They're actually practicing base running. They just don't put that time in. And when I was coaching and I was the base running um, coordinator, I asked them, you know, we got a lot more than one day to talk about base running. They had a lot one day, so you go around the base to talk about what you do on first base, what you do on second base, what you do on third base. But do it one day. Right. Let's talk about it. <laughs> one day. <laughs> yeah. One day. Now, the guys that the guys that you named, those are exceptional ball players. They do a little bit of everything. They could do other things without sneakers in the base. But every ball player in are too vague. You know, they, when base running is your thing, yeah. you have to do it. You can't I, you. I might get injured. But, <laughs> and I'm saying you name guys who do other things that are more valuable than them seeing the base. Of course. Well, of I mean, course. just first to third, man. Like We're not even seeing first to they, third. That's what much. I'm talking about. First to third. It's not about stealing the base. It's about right. getting that extra base, you know, and, and that stuff. you just not going to see. You just don't see it. You just don't. See it, you know. It's funny you say. It's funny you say that, like you know, like you're one day and stuff. Because base running to me now is gone by the way of like PFP. You know what I mean? In in the spring training, the pitchers practice, you know, (laughs) double plays and covering the bag and stuff. And then they really don't practice anymore. Then you get into like July and you're wondering why pitchers are making dramatic errors when the balls hit back to them or it's bunted in front of them because they're just they're not practicing, you know, uh, the fundamentals as much as. We used to because yeah. it, we used to do infield and outfield, man. Yeah, we used to do infield, outfield. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. Sometimes, Scotty. I mean, even at the big league level, sometimes in in between a, a homestand, yeah. we'd have we'd have pitchers taking ground balls in front of the you know at, yeah. at the major league level, taking grounders yeah. for a minute or two. Yeah. I, I'm not seeing that. I mean, that's not. No. And then you're expecting them to make the play in in October in the yeah. pressure of a of a postseason. Talk to me on now, that one, Scotty B. Well, the the one thing he mentioned, and he said uh, um, about players getting injured. That's um, true, though. I, I get that. And you know, you can get injured, but you know something. Have you ever? Have you been watching guys slide recently? Not, yeah, it's not good. They They're not all smooth as straight runner. I'll tell you that. They They're don't not know what. How. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, Turner's Scottie. known for his smooth slides. You've seen yeah. Gary Turner's slide. Turner's I, a hell of an athlete. Yeah, yeah. No, some of the guys you know ready, but you look at you know, and I'm by. Don't get me wrong. I'm by no means the the model for sliding and and they're running and all that kind of stuff. I, I enjoy doing it, but I played for 12 years and I got injured, but never did I get injured sliding. Never I got injured running the bases. No, they twist angle because they don't know how to hit the bag. They don't know how to position their bodies in position to make cuts. They don't know how to do it. They slide when they're two feet from the bag to break ankles, pull groins. Right. You know, so, yeah, <laughs> you're going to get injured when you don't know what to do because, now, of you know, you used to have sliding practice in spring training. Yes. You used to put in a pit down in the slide. Yep. Yeah. You learn how to I mean, fly. no, yeah, they, yeah. It, 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 but I get it. I mean, there is, <laughs> listen, if you want to, and, and to move on from this, in the end of all, and, and, and I think both of you guys will laugh, you know, the phrase yeah. follow the money, 
You got to oh, follow yeah. the money, and and yeah. the and the money is what Scotty was basically saying. You, the money you know, is yeah. oh. in protecting yourself a little yeah. bit. Now, I'm yeah. not saying they're not running the bases. They're running, but no, it's they're not running. The it. They're running the bases. Yeah, yeah, they run hard. They play hard. These kids are playing hard, yeah. running hard, trying hard. It's just well, a, a different game. And then when you're not fundamentally practicing something regularly and regular, now yes. you want to try. You want to you know ask how they you know turn the double play or you know some of the some of the plays. I want to ask you about that. Yeah. Some of the running catches in the outfield, the athleticism we're seeing in today's oh, yeah. player is dramatic. Oh, they're you great know? athletes. Incredible. And I was I meant to mention that with Scotty. The athletes are outstanding. Don't get me wrong. The day's athlete is I, I would say is 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 comfortable or better than yes. athletes in a whole at you know during our yeah. days of play. And we had some they good ones back terrific. there, but they're some monster. These kids are there's really some, athletic. I mean, Mount Trout is he's not he's not human. No human being <laughs> should be that big and that fast, you know. Yeah. But you know, um, you know. So that's not the issue. The issue is that, and I'm gonna use this term because I've been hearing it so much now in basketball, baseball IQ. Right. This is what this is what is missing. It didn't have nothing to do with the talent. And one thing I will say that this, and I'm gonna we can move on to something else. Ball players, no matter who they are, will do what you demand of them to do because they want to be successful. They will do it. And they will find a way to make it. So if you don't stress one thing, they're going to say, well, I don't have to do that because that's not what I've been asked to do. Right. Plain and simple. They say, well, why can't he hit the ball the other way? Nobody asked him to hit the ball the other way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> why can't he bunt? Nobody asked me to bunt. You know? Sure. So, hey, nobody was shooting three-pointers back in the day, right? And now they're, they're all shooting no, three-pointers. They will <laughs> yeah. do what you ask or they will give the best try best effort they can so right. you know but that being said i tell people forget about last year last week 10 day, decades ago enjoy the game for what it is now and that's yeah. what i do that's what i do i gotta clean up too so i don't get crushed on social media i brought one good example up but the other two weren't great george springer had a career high or no, second best in his career, 14 stolen <laughs> bags this past season. And Altuve picked it up again, too. He had some low years, like 2019, 6, 2022, he was hurt. 2021, yeah. 5. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then he, yeah. Stole so then he popped back bags. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's George, not his George Springer's weird because George hasn't really stolen that many bases, but he does run yeah. hard, and he's a heck of a interesting power-hitting leadoff guy. And, yeah, and, he is. And a he phenomenal is. outfielder. But yes. the and thing so about Altuve, stolen bases... I, I, yeah. Let me, the thing about stolen bases is it's not about how fast the guy is. It's about being able to read the pitcher. Sure. Because if you, if you read the pitcher very well, you can steal a lot more bases. But if you're waiting for that on three one count where everybody look, come on, you know, a three zero count, come on. If, well, I mean, come on. That's that's not reading. You know, when you're able to read pitchers and you have a step before he releases the ball, that's that's the key. I want to ask you, since and and, yeah. and 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 then we'll go into to that World Series year. Who was the 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 best catcher that gave you the most fits um, behind the plate when you were trying to steal a bag? Man, uh, you know something. There is no catcher that shut me down. Okay. There ain't no catcher. I, I now, like I that answer. I will say this: my my last year. 
um, to what I think my last year when I was in Toronto, uh -huh. um, the guy that impressed me the most, and I probably lost a step or two by this, so I'm not giving him all the credit. Okay, I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm not doing I love okay. it. <laughs> but um, um, Pudge. Okay, I, Texas. When he Pudge, was in Texas, I, you know, I had I never forget. I had this 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 awesome jump. I read the picture perfect and i was into my slide man before i got into my slide the ball was looking me in the face man i would say hi in the world did he get the ball done and i just began to watch him it, you know but that was it but i had this little competition with tony pena i, don't know you I was gonna say tony pena man no! i swear to tony god not. i was gonna I, say tony pena a when dear he friend a dear right. friend Right. And we had this little competition, man. I said, man, you're never going to throw me out. You're never going to throw me out. And I, I would just play this little game. And um, I think that's the one guy that probably I probably respected more in that regard. Um, and I tease him right now. I told his son the other matter of fact, about a month ago, you know your dad never threw me out. You know, you know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't own up to it. He probably says, no, no, I got him. No. I got him. In the, he's in the book. <laughs> <He's Yeah. fine. laughs> we ball players been known to lie like a you know what <laughs> hey no but i don't think you probably hey, if you say he didn't get you he didn't story, get you all right okay <laughs> i so here's what i want to do so you know uh on on about five minutes left here i want to do two things <laughs> oh is going to take over on okay. on his, his big question and, and can tie in some 86 mets there one more bridge I want to do to get there okay. yeah. is because this is what makes what we do unique. Mookie Wilson's done a lot of things since he, since besides the playing and the coaching, you know, you, you came out yeah. with an album you've got, and I've heard you talk yeah. about it. You're crushing it in the uh, yeah. catering business. So for the yeah. former players out there, you're an entrepreneur, you've done what you yeah. wanted to do. That's why you said at the top here and we're coming full circle, you're loving life. So just, yeah. I, I want to get a couple minutes quick from you on everything that you've got going on. What are you doing and, and how did you um, get to all of that now? Okay. Um, well, oh, first and foremost, I'm going to go forget about this. Um, I'm a granddad. Okay. And you know how you get to be a granddad, right? We don't have to go through all that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's know for that. Okay. Um, I'm an ordained minister. Um, I've been a minister now for a better part of 10 years. Uh, I'm Baptist down here in South Carolina. I've done a lot of churches in New York area, in Texas. I've, so I'm an ordained minister. Um, I've written a bestseller book. Um, and I love writing. Um, matter of fact, I have two on hold right now that I'm waiting to get published. Um, not to pay the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. I'm trying to wait to, do, to get all that going. Um, I am a certified uh, truck driver. I've been driving trucks since 1998. So I'm a professional oh, wow. truck driver. I have my own trucking business. You know, love it. Second best job I've had in baseball is driving my truck. Love it. Love it. I mean, it's absolutely, but I don't drive now. I'm, I'm done with the driving since I got all these grandkids and everything else I'm doing. But I've, I've driven for, like I say, since like 96, I've been driving truck. Um, and my latest thing right now is that I've opened, um, we started a catering business with my brothers. And we have, that's what we're doing right now because all of us are pretty much semi-retired and we got to find things to do ourselves. And this is what we spend a lot of time doing. So it's been great. Legacycatering.net. Legacycatering.net. That's it. That, that's beautiful, man. Wow. I mean, everything, Scotty, 
<laughs> was like, okay, wow, cool, cool this, cool that. Trucking. I mean, the only other uh, yeah. guy that I know yeah. in the trucking business was was the mailman, Carl Malone. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you're talking I, you rigs. Know, you're talking a rig. Oh, yeah. Like a truck. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I had a... Um, state to state. I owned um, a couple of trucks. Um, big ones. Um, had a condos, had two beds in it, and fully oh, equipped. Um, yeah. I ain't driving that, oh, yeah. man. First of all, you oh, got yeah. you got to you got to learn how to drive that. That's not driving a, you know, a a, a, a Ford three fifty dually. This is a truck, man. Yeah, this, <laughs> this yeah, is legit. I'll take a dually. I'll have fun with that. Yeah. But, but I, I ain't driving I've no had it so peaceful. Um, I'd go from South Carolina to Texas. I've had been out to California a couple of times. I listen to, to music. Stay, yeah. and listen oh, to that's stuff. it. Just listen to music, and if a ball game's on, I throw a ball game no on. No way, ball man. Game. Yeah, that's, man. A, that's Americana, bro. That's Americana at its best. I love that. <laughs> the road, getting on the oh, road with you. I'm telling you, man. I I had uh, a lot of respect for truckers, and um, for those people that think the truckers have a hard life, no, they don't. Ah. <laughs> no, they don't. no. <laughs> I, I trust me. Trust me. Eastbound and down, eastbound yeah. and down, loaded up and trucking, baby. Yeah. Uh, like smoking the bandit. Brother, I gotta ask you about 1986. Yeah. Um, okay. you know, mainly because uh again, that's my that's my sweet spot. You know what I mean? I was just getting up to the big leagues right around then for myself. And and I and you know, so there's a lot of contemporary guys, including yourself there. But that 86 team was such an eclectic, diverse. Weird, Ooh. if you want, team. You know what I mean? No, With good. By Daisy good adjective. Johnson, good adjective. Yes. But you had yeah. a young doc, a young straw. Yeah. You had, yeah. you know, uh, the kid who, who yeah. you know, I got to know later on as I was a Marlin. And he was a broadcaster, and of course, the great Gary Carter. Yeah. You know, all the way to Keith Hernandez, Ray White. I want to say yeah. Jesse Orozco was on that team. Yeah, Jesse was on that team. Jesse, Jesse, who pitched for every team known to man. Uh, in the history of baseball, probably that lefty it seemed like yes, pitch for yes, everybody. Yeah. Then you had yeah. the scholar and Ron Darling, Mr. Stanford. Yeah. You, you yeah. had, and then one of my homies of all homies, <laughs> and people don't realize that he was on that team and from San Diego, California, the great Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Mitchell, a, yes, a crazy indeed. man, uh, you know. So that, uh, that was man. an eclectic team, bro. You got to just tell me. Your thoughts and what a great, uh, what a culmination of the World Series that was. Well, I, it, first of all, let me say it, it was, it was a, a great team. I won't say a good team. It was a great team, and and I, I tell people, if you wanted to say talent wise for twenty five man roster, some teams may have had better talent twenty five. Okay, but man, I tell you what, we had some core players there, man. That I would I'd go to war with any day of the week, man. Any day of the week, um, you know, coach. You know, we had Doc and we had Straw. I mean, these guys, um, they were everything you wanted to see in a young athlete. They had the side, they had the look, man. They had the swagger. They had everything, you know. Um, we had the intellect on the team because we had the Ron Darlings, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, who and Keith and that is Keith. I don't know if you had time to talk with Keith. Oh, he's a history buff, by the way. Mm, really? Um, he was the brains. He was the brains of the operation on the field. You know, right. um, he's one of the smartest 
players I've ever been around that, that taught the game with. He was really, really smart. Um, really, when we got Keith, I think that put us over the hump, you know, when we got Keith. And everything else just kind of fell in line. We Then we had a bunch of craziness now. Now we got these players. Now we're going to have somebody to manage these players. But David Johnson, a little bit of a wild man himself. Okay? Yes, I, know, I know David. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, David is, and I know you hear this term a lot, and it's why he is a player's manager. You, you hear that all the time. Right. Well, David was literally a player's manager. David stayed out of the way. You know, he let players play. Only thing he demanded was you come to the ballpark ready to play. You come to the ballpark ready to play. Now, I know you've heard all the stories and and all the shenanigans that players was all into and stuff of that nature. Some of it's true. Some of it's not. Well, most of it's true. Most of it's true. But the one thing that I would say is when they came to the ballpark, you didn't have to worry about people doing their job. People, people talk about chemistry. That team had great chemistry because we trusted every man to do his job. Every man came to the ballpark ready to do his job. We didn't have to worry about what he was going to do. Uh, was he going to be able to play? We never had to worry about that. We had to worry about, you know, not beating up the other team. Yeah, because we had some guys that didn't care about, you know, Duke and not. Ray Knight, borderline psycho, by the way, Ray Knight. Borderline. I heard that. I know, I didn't, I've Mitchell. never met him, but I yeah. heard he was nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so we had two guys who were um, enforcers, for lack of a better term, um, because other teams, they really did not want. They were there was a fear of those two guys. Ah, uh, you know, they just was a fear. And I, I think that to have other teams respect you, they have to have a little fear, you know. Um, and I, I think that we were good enough that it wasn't about whether we we're going to beat you, not was how bad we were going to beat you. And, and um. It, I think that team was just, you will never have a team like that again. Number one, I don't think that the social consciousness will allow you to have a team like that again. It's never, it's never going to allow you to have a team. It's now, you're not going to put a team like that together again. No, never going to happen because people right now, they're looking for talent. Don't get me wrong. They're looking for talent, but they're also looking for that. Um, Part of my expression because I hate it, but this is they're looking also looking for that choir yeah, boy. Yeah, no, and, and the, and and the they, controversy, they, right? Yeah, gonna, yeah it's, and it's, you know, too much controversy. Yeah, you know, with great teams always come controversy. Think of all the great teams, and no matter what sport, no matter right. what sport, it's always some controversy in there. And it's all because players are not afraid to be themselves. You know, yeah. though for better or for worse, this is who you are. You know, um, and I'm not saying that that's a good thing, but it's something that worked for the 816. You know, we had some characters on that team, man. And you, you know, I'm not to tell you, you know, you no, know, bro, you, I, there's I know. about four books written, yeah, four books yeah. written about that team. You know? It was, you know, even as I was in the middle of it, of of playing, yeah, um, you know, and uh, and then I got traded, you know, from the Yanks to to the Pirates. So then played against yeah. you guys in '88. You guys beat beat us out in in uh, in '88. Yeah. Um, to go to the postseason, but um, what I I was kind of in awe of of just all the characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hadn't I hadn't ever seen that in my young baseball yeah. life to see the diversity of cultures and characters. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. it was Latin, black, white, you know, yeah. uh, it was it all, man. And it was a true, true melting pot of, of characters that I think the only other team that I could say that kind of maybe, maybe was the 70, 77, 78 Yanks. You know what I mean? That were in yeah, I, that mix, but I don't think they 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 even they had some of the the other controversies that that you guys had. Yeah, you know, I, I think when you talk about that, I think the team that I think that I admired over the years, and because of the their uh, carefree personalities, um, was the Pittsburgh Pirates, man. Well, oh, right, we are family. The, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 I became really good friends with Willie Stodger over the years. And yeah. um, they went, I mean, Dave Parker and all those guys. Randy Stennett, um, that was a great team. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, there was some there was some freewheeling guys over there. Yeah, you know? there was. John Candelaria, <laughs> holy cow, there yeah. was, man. There was some, there was some, always, there was some freaks like, on that team, I'll tell yes. you that much. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but like I said, you know, success comes along, you know, you got to have a little controversy because you're going to have personalities that people are going to like and some people are not going to like. So, yeah. That's the way it goes, man. Hey, man, um, you got to have one story for for us. Uh, you know, I told you there's the, the No Way Jose, and I'm assuming, yeah, it might be from some other year, but um, give me, give me, uh, uh, give us a memorable <laughs> on or off the field story that you can remember that, you know, you could keep quasi clean and uh, and, and tell us something <laughs> that you might, might stand up. That maybe hasn't you know, been told. That would be great if it hasn't been told, that you're still saving for another book. <laughs> no, 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 no. The one thing, you know, um, the one thing I will never do is write a, a tell-all. A tell-all kind of, nah, I don't you think don't it does do anybody that. any I'm, good. I'm, I'm no, no, that's you, never going to happen. No, amen. Yeah, man. I know. I know. I, I know y'all. But I, I say that to say this, that there are a lot of things that, that happened <laughs> in that deck. <laughs> that club. happened that you can think of. Too, too yeah, many are coming yeah. through your head right now. Yeah, oh, man. So, try um, to fish one. The, the for thing me. is, they're trying to think of which, which one is appropriate for public. <laughs> <consumption>. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, anything with Kevin Mitchell probably would be funny. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, we were a really uh wild team. Um but they were very serious. And how serious we were, we were... Well, matter of fact, this happened. We were playing on the Pirates. Okay. <laughs> and uh, um, Bill Robinson was the first base coach. But, of course, you know he was an ex-Pirate. Yes. Great hitter. And pitcher, the pitcher was... um Was it Roden? Rick yeah. Roden, yeah. Rick Roden. I played with Rick. With the he played Rick Roden. And... <laughs> We were playing and um Rome was doing pretty good. You know, he was he was dealing, you, you know how he, he said he was crafty, he was crafty, he yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we were sitting there and um all of a sudden we hear, hey, Brett cheating up there. So so we looking at Bill Robinson yelling at Rome, Brett cheating. You know, so we said, what is Bill talking about? Who's quit cheating? Well, <laughs> they didn't know it went, nothing led to another. And we get in this big, big brawl. You, I mean, just a, just a brawl. And Rick and Bill, they going at it. 
And on the side, Kevin Mitchell has this guy around the neck. And he is about to kill him. The man's eyes is already rolled in the back of his head. So right. we're trying to, everybody's trying to break the fight. We're trying to take Kevin off this kid, you know, because he's going to kill him. He's yes. literally going to kill this kid. You know, so I don't know what possessed this kid to go to Kevin Mitchell. To, to go up to <laughs> Kevin Mitchell. <laughs> of, of all people, why would you mess with Kevin Mitchell? And um, I, I want to say uh, the kid, uh, Khalifa? Sammy Khalifa. Sammy Khalifa. No, no way. It was Sammy Khalifa. <laughs> That's my boy, man. Yes, and actually, <laughs> Sammy would do something like that because he was kind of a little bit deranged himself, but he could not keep up with yeah. Kevin Mitchell. <laughs> no, 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 not Kevin Mitchell. You know, um, that's the one thing. I and is we've had a lot of fights, but that's the one fight that, that is did, interesting that the coach started that we we couldn't see that. If it anybody, if it been a player, we said okay. It's just us being us. Right, right, right. <laughs> My but God. the coach, and you know, Bill Robinson was the nicest man you ever wanted to meet. I mean, he really he is. He was, yeah. yeah. Super guy, you know. Gosh. And, um, that is funny. That is funny. Yeah, no, you, you know, got you got to stay out of Kev, out of Mitch. Yeah, and I, I, I not say that because I didn't want to tell the story of the guy jumping out the hotel one and stuff. I didn't want to tell that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, though. That one was good. That one was good. That man. is great. Oh, yeah, hey, I like it. That and that's a good lesson for people that get a little too uh a little too aggressive. Too make little sure snippy. you look at your yeah. opponent. Yeah. Make sure you check yeah, yourself. Yeah. Okay. Be, Don't be just go careful, man. at anyone. Yeah. As, uh, make sure as we you heard get the measurables as we, in the resume. As we <laughs> heard a, a a football player just recently say. Stay in your lane, Jabroni. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, stay in your lane, man. Stay in your lane. Oh, God. Uh, man. Oh, man. Well, you know what, Scotty B? Just... Scotty B, this yeah. man right here stayed in his lane, and that lane was scoring a lot of runs and, and being productive. Yeah. As get, and one of, I started by saying he's a legendary New York player, man, from South Carolina. Hell, yeah. Thank you for being on the show. He stayed in his lane. He just couldn't catch him because he was too damn fast. I know what. Hey, listen. We'll end with this though. I know what to yeah. challenge him with, which to run a yeah. mile. I meant to challenge him one day. You can have that because he said you can have that. You can have that, man. I'll run all the sprints you want, but I ain't running a mile for nobody. You got me in sprints. You got me in sprints <laughs> the day I die, dog. <laughs> I love uh, it. Yeah, you do, man. No way. That's Mookie awesome. was great. Great catch you. God up, bless man. you, man. Really good. We appreciate you. Yeah. All right, buddy. Be good. Yeah, man. Hey, thank you, man. But let let me say this, and this is for all the um uh, my alumni brothers. I mean, stuff in the been in the game for years. Um, find something. You have to redefine yourself. You know, redefine who you are. Um, because there's another you that's there, but you, you know, you, you can't be afraid to try different things. And I think that's why I've been, okay, I have been afraid to try things, some things that failed, no question about it. But, um, hey, you know, you got to give yourself a shot and you can't live the glory days all over again. That's not going to happen, man. So, end game. Um, but, hey, do something. Do something. Do something positive.
Those are great words, man. Great words, Mook. That's important to a lot of our alumni. Good times with Mookie Wilson. Oh, I mean, this is somebody who saw a lot in his time, mostly in the 80s in baseball. And then you even go back to the earlier parts of his career in college. You think you're about to go somewhere and the program's gone. Yeah, right. He was going to go to, you know, the the, the all-black school in uh, in South Carolina and in his hometown and and then that went away, you know, and uh, imagine that happening and you being such a prominent baseball player in the year. It's kind of basically that's why you're going, you know, along with obviously being a student athlete. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, he goes to what ends up being really a storied program over the years. It's been the South Carolina Gamecocks baseball and uh, and becomes the first back player there. Um, I just, you know, I'm fascinated by all of that because that was all taking place in the 70s. Right. And. And Mookie had to travail through what ended up thankfully being, you know, the transitional period of the 60s and early 70s into, you know, a more understanding and, and you know, open arm scenario for black athletes in the United States and worldwide. So it started, we started seeing, I mean, I was in a part of that too, as I, I was coming up in the, the mid eighties, you know, and things like that, to, to see and, and not really as heavy feel the pressures that Orestes Mini Minoso and, uh, and other black players felt before Mookie, before myself, you know, but you still, you know, Mookie is a little older than I and, and, and had to travail through all that. It's very impressed how he handled himself and then ended up being, you know, such a stellar player. Uh, the other thing that that caught me just crazy was I was expecting to talk about, you know, because he was so fast, Scotty. But he goes, I hated running. He goes, if I didn't have to run and practice and stuff, he goes, I just ran in the game. You know, I, I found that kind of interesting that he just he goes, ah, I didn't like to run. <laughs> like I for, thought that for, was hilarious. For, for exercise. <laughs> yeah. Running with a purpose. It could be <laughs> a motto a for Mookie Wilson. Running with a purpose. Running with a purpose. Yeah. Hey, well, for this week in baseball, we're going to keep it Mets. March 21st, 2013, the Mets named David Wright, team captain, fourth team captain in franchise history, first since John Franco, who had last played for the team almost a decade ago in 2004. I just thought that was timely to bring up, too, as we're going to get the season going pretty soon. And Aaron judge is the new official captain of the New York Yankees, even though it's felt like he's been the captain, at least for the right. last couple of years. My, my <laughs> thing is, I mean, it's something, it's a title. It's cool. I guess with baseball, you don't just throw it out to everyone like you do in hockey. I mean that in, you know, there's always a captain on every hockey team. That's very sure. much not the case in baseball. I would like to see more of it. If if we're making it a thing, I'd like to see a few more teams have a captain and it's, there's not enough time for us to go over all this, but we could go no. team by team and come up with some captains, you know, like a Joey Undoubtedly. Been with the team for a long time. Right. Or, uh, or even a young guy that's been, you know, if, if you have a young team, like the Rays that are a very young team, cause you're not going to bring in a veteran pitcher or, or, or everyday player that hasn't been with the, the squad too long and just put a C on them. Right. But, but there's, you know, there's some thought to that. I have to agree with you. I, I think that, 
uh, having a captain kind of brings greater camaraderie, greater discipline, and greater structure. Having gone through, you know, the major leagues, you know, minors, majors, Japan leagues, they, you know, that's the one thing that I really commend about about them. One of many. Let me let me retrace that because there's so many things that I loved about. But one of the key things was how how what the structure and hierarchy uh, respect factor, even if there was some Ken Griffey Jr. 19 year old, you know what I mean? Which we, we had some of those that, that, that came up and just were phenomenal. There has to be a, a reverence and David Wright coming in, by the way, that was only the fourth. Think about it, you know, in the Mets lore, talking about the great Mets lore, Mookie Wilson, and obviously the greats of, of yesteryear, including Seaver and, and you name it. They only had four captains, man. Uh, since what they were, they came into place in, in the year I was born, I believe, 1962, and you know that's that's impressive that David Wright was thought of to that degree, and we have to agree almost the same way that you said that. Yeah, it pretty much was the case the, the year or two before that already with David Wright. It's the same case with Aaron Boone, right? And they Aaron were Judge, yes, Aaron Judge, excuse me. Uh, it, that it was meant to be you know and and those guys had it not be for for you know unfortunately for for david wright you know had the back problems that ended up coming shortly thereafter curtailing his career he was a incredible leader you know on the field and what a wonderful kid and man you know he was off the field got to know him a little bit uh in fact one of his main um infield instructors that anytime he sees me he mentions who recently passed away, Chico Fernandez, uh, as mentor defensively, you know, uh, to once told me, man, one of the better third basemen that he worked with. So um, that was pretty cool that they did that. Agreed. Yeah, and for Aaron, I mean, it was almost like a part of the contract negotiation. <laughs> hey, here's <laughs> the contract, and you're going to be captain of yeah. the most historic franchise. I hadn't so really that, thought of it that way. You know, that's but, how they got yeah. a discount. I mean, I, I've joked around about it in the last few weeks. You think so? They, well, they got a massive discount. The San yeah. Diego Padres offered oh, no, I know that million bucks. True, true, true. Or 15 mil. And the taxes between New York City and California are somewhat close. So like are somewhat close. So the what the three ninety. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he's He's taking much less money to be a New York Yankee, which I think is kind of funny. And at one point, I mean, that's how he got the Yankees up a year. He got them up from eight years to nine because he told the Steinbrenners, hey, um, the Padres are offering me about 12, 415, and you're about 100 plus mil behind them. Let's fix that. And they did a little. They gave him one extra year there. So, right. Right. He's fine. I'm just saying he's super the, fine. The and remember, it doesn't hurt. Remember, there is something to be said. And that's for another time. Maybe that we'll we'll dive into that with the, the right, you know, uh, Legends Lounge guests. But um, there is something to be said about about staying a in one major, major city like New York is or L.A. or Chicago or Boston for that tenure of time. So you get to build that that, you know, Jeter esque Ripken esque. You know, Big Poppy, well, even Big Poppy came from Minnesota. So, but you know what I'm saying? And then number two, you know, there, there's a lot of money that he can make in New York and nationwide, obviously, but by, by staying there. Not to say he couldn't in San Diego, but it's not L.A. I yep. don't know. Nope, I'm with you. It's yeah. a, it was a wild ride during wow. the offseason. 
So All can't right. wait to get the season started. Happy for the captains, though. Yes. <laughs> happy, happy for the captain. And happy for us to be done this week. See you next week. The Legends Lounge Podcast is brought to you by Major League Alumni Marketing. Hit us with questions or comments at legendslounge at mlbpaa.com. Check out our memorabilia at mlamauthentics.com. Later, Legends. Legends.